I'm WSB's Mark Aram. The WSB 24-hour breaking news center is on alert. With immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, traffic red alerts from Cobb to Cherokee, Carroll to Gwinnett, Fulton to Forsyth, and all the rest. All the rest. WSB. WSB. Depend on it. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. I stand alone. I stand alone. This is Monica Perez, and for Mark Aram. We're talking about vaccines, which is a very controversial topic, and I never really wanted to address it because it's so hard to know the answers. The The science, even if it's there and I think it gets done, there's evidence. There are whistleblowers that say it, it doesn't always come to light. There's just too much money at stake. And I, I feel like I never really questioned it before, but now... Uh, there's just so much smoke, you know, unless there's this real mass hysteria from people who are trying to figure it out outside the mainstream. I think it's at least worth thinking about with an open mind. And and I'll tell you, the thing that really got me to start questioning what had been until very recently just total faith in the medical system is what I heard about the Hispanic paradox, it's called. And they what the studies show that Hispanic immigrants to this country have two to eight year longer life expectancy, depending on what study or what article you read, it says two years or eight years. And the only thing they have in common, because they come from different countries, is they're poor, uh, they're undereducated, they don't have access to medical care, and that, and, but they also have a tendency to be overweight, things that you would never associate with longevity and here they are just completely outside of the system living longer and you just you just have to stop and think about that for a second you know uh and i just think it's worth pursuing 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talk i'm going to nick into cater hi nick you're on with monica hey monica uh first i just wanted to say i really enjoy hearing what everybody has to say. Uh, you can't really know what you feel about something until you hear all the different sides. Um, what I wanted to say was, uh, as a libertarian myself, um, if you whittle it down to its very simplest form, uh, a libertarian belief would be as long as you aren't hurting someone or taking someone's things, right. it should probably be legal. Um but I think the argument could be made that, uh, in the case of California, um, if you allow unvaccinated children to come into school, you are putting those ch- the other children at risk. Um, so I guess and- there's two things I would say to that from a libertarian point of view, because I, I agree with you. Like it's it is a it is a competing rights issue, and that's where libertarians can really have the conversation. So I'm glad you said that because I really like to hash these things out in the same way. And my, so I think it's a question of fact. Are you really putting people in danger or is the, you know, is the danger of other people from you not being vaccinated greater than the danger to you of being that 
one in whatever who has an extreme reaction. So there's really questions of facts and science. And that's why I really like science to be independent. I would love it to be independent foundation charities, if you could ever trust them, rather than the government who's captive to crony interests and you can't trust their research, which is basically all of it. And I would also say to the extent you have to have public places, which if you're an extreme libertarian, you really don't even buy into that. Okay, but what about the private schools? You can't have an anti-vaxxer school because I guess what? Those kids are going to go, you know, but you can homeschool. You can homeschool and not get your vaccines, but you can't have a school, a private school that has its own vaccine policy in California. That's the thing that I don't like about that. What do you think about that? Uh. I mean, I can understand that. Um, I think it just comes back to whether or not uh, having them uh, having them being vaccinated is going to put someone else in danger. Um, right. I think you, that's it. You because you can't. That's hurting somebody. If you look at the flu, for example, um, in 2013, uh, influenza uh, caused 56,000, uh, almost 57,000 deaths in the United States. Uh, uh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Is that the those numbers were debunked, if I recall correctly. That was the um, CDC, right? I think those current, numbers are not current, right. That's the current number being reported by the CDC. Yes, I think that if you if you look into that, I think that number was doesn't stand up to scrutiny. Okay. Um, See, that's well, what I'm saying. I'm it's gonna... a question of fact, and that's why I'm so disgusted by the fact that science has basically been hijacked by, you know, people say, oh, you don't want to spend money on government research because you're cheap and you want lower taxes and you're greedy. It's like, no, burn the money, but don't distort, you know, don't, now I can't trust anything and there is no, no independent money going to these studies. Well, let's talk about something that we know about influenza. We know that it evolves at a rate uh, so vast that about once a year, uh, it has evolved beyond the point that the previous vaccine will not vaccinate you against the current form of influenza. Um, and they give it to you that, anyway, right? Uh, I mean, there are multiple strains out at any given time. Um, it's just the most up-to-date version, I guess, of the Okay, of the flu. so what's uh, your point? Wrap it up. I mean, knowing that the flu is dangerous, it can kill you. Um, Prince just died today due to flu-related uh, I'm not sure that's going to stand up either. I think we're going to find maybe a little bit of something else going on there. But um, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like, the flu is totally voluntary. And that's great because I don't take it. I don't, the flu shot, I don't give it to my kids. Uh, I don't want it. My mother gets it because she she's 87 and they tell her to get it and she thinks it works she gets sick anyway but maybe she doesn't get as sick but that's her choice that's the thing that gets me is that you can't uh you can't choose and the facts are not 100 percent clear so somebody's gonna hurt somebody and i say err on the side of liberty i'm going to chris chris you're on with monica uh monica yeah i i'm in your boat with this uh completely politics aside that people just don't realize they're thinking emotionally instead of logically if they looked logically at things, they would find out that the numbers don't add up. If they do their research, they'll find out that all these so-called studies that tell you to get your shots every year and everything, it just does not add up. Like the recent outbreak in California that started all this, over 80% of the people who had the measles wound up, they found out 
that they were already immunized for the measles. And that story, it seemed, had such funny details to it. I almost, and I, and I thought, wow, it happens to be exactly when they want to bring this law out. You know, I just hate stuff like that. It just makes, it just smacks of a setup. And yes, if the vaccines really worked so well, what are vaccinated people afraid of? Yeah, and another thing about fluoride, many European countries have outlawed fluoride in products and in water. And as a truck driver, fluoride in quantities is a hazardous load. We need special placards and everything to haul it. So we're putting toxins in the water telling people it's good And for And you know what? I think it's what they make Prozac out of. Isn't Prozac fluoxetine? Isn't it a derivative of fluoride? People would be surprised <laughs> on how many different products fluoride is actually in besides their toothpaste and water maybe it makes us happy maybe it's good but i you know i like to have i like nice teeth i like to be happy i'm really not like a crunchy granola i don't i don't care about any of that so i just think I, I, as soon as i started thinking about it and talking about it people get mad or like this uh, vaxxed the movie when they went to robert de niro and asked him to pull it from the Tribeca Film Festival, and then um, Huffington Post pulled a good review of it, uh, and there was a big article condemning it in the Wall Street Journal. That kind of stuff makes me think maybe it's a good movie. So I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to watching it. I'm going to Stacy and McDonough. Hi, Stacy. You're on with Monica. Hey, I was wanting to share um, a little bit. I've come in um, late in the conversation when one of the ladies was talking about she was in the, I guess, research section of it and was talking about Gillian Beret and all that. And as a parent, I've struggled with what's right and what's wrong. And I'm a parent of a daughter that's now 14. And when she was in the third grade, she um, had gotten really sick. And I had taken her in to see um, a pediatrician, and they just said, you know, it's just a virus. It's just got to run its course. We want to see her back in about a week, week and a half, and we'll just check her again. And I took her back in for them to check her, and while we were there, they wanted to give her a flu shot. And I said, well, she's just getting over being really sick, and I know you're not supposed to give the flu shot. When you've been sick or when you're, when you are sick. Oh, no, no, no. She's not running a fever. It's fine. The last thing she needs right now is to get the flu. Well, against my better judgment, mm-hmm. listening to what the doctors had said and thinking that, you know, they're the ones that are educated on all this stuff. They should know the, you know. Yeah, right. Know you better. trust them. I trust them. Yeah. And I allowed them to go ahead and give her the flu shot and that started our biggest nightmare because she actually was in full-fledged mono that was misdiagnosed. <gasps> oh, my gosh. They gave her the flu shot. Oh, my that, gosh. That threw us into Guillain-Barre syndrome and years and years and years back and forth to doctor, to doctor, did they, to doctor. Did they diagnose the Guillain-Barre quickly? It's Gillian or Jillian? Gillian. We've always, uh, they, I've always been taught that it is Gillian. Yeah, and so... Did they, from what I understand, because my cousin had it, you have mm-hmm. to diagnose it and treat it right away. Well, we she started in November, the 1st of November, with the, with mono. They did not get her diagnosed with the Guillain-Barre syndrome until Christmas. And that was when she went from being able to function and then after the flu shot she looks like she had cerebral palsy she how is she doing now walk well about um 
uh, last of May will be a year. Um, we were in total desperation because we had literally seen all kinds of doctors. They were looking at um, trying to now say that she had fibromyalgia, but because of her age, they didn't want to say that that's what it was. Um, and out of desperation, I called a friend of mine that had been talking to me about a book that she had read, and I just said, okay, I'm desperate. And my daughter had gone from being healthy to when she was in the sixth grade, she missed 85 days of school. What was and the book? She, I got it. And the book was called The Autoimmune Solutions by Amy, Dr. Amy Myers. And um, I started reading this book, and I was just like, oh, my God, this sounds just like my daughter. And I just was grasping for anything because we had tried everything. Well, it is. I know it's hard to diagnose it, and uh, it has to be treated right away. But these things do happen, so you should be able to make your own choices. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez in for Mark tonight. Uh, I'm talking about vaccines. I'm going to go to Aaron and Sandy Springs. Hi, you're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Um, I just wanted to chime in on a couple things. Um, you know, I was... Um, I mean, like certain vaccines like polio and measles, I definitely think kids should have. You, know, you would think I, so, but there's a lot of controversy about the polio one. That, that uh, I bet they, they have movies and books about the funny business behind that. But go ahead. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, smallpox. I know, someone, I know someone who got polio. Yeah. Um, they're uh, not that old, but they did get it. My aunt had it, but she had a mild case. And but these were people who were not vaccinated for it? Yeah. And well, it didn't exist back then. The vaccine didn't oh, exist. Oh, right. Okay. All right. Sorry, I don't have a lot of time, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. Give me your. Sh- give me get what you got. Well, anyways, I mean, she looked. I thought she had been in a car accident. She was like with crutches and everything, and it was so difficult for her. To, so you, like, so you think that stuff like that? Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll stipulate that. I will stipulate the, uh, the stuff that can permanently damage you, but requiring measles and chickenpox vaccines. Well, well, you know, let, let me just say this, okay? Life is a risk. Every day we get in our car, we go somewhere, you could be killed on the interstate, and there's probably a greater probability of dying in a car accident than, you know, and I'm, I'm and I like the person who said before that I, I feel sorry for her, and that's a tragic thing, and, you know, you've got to choose your doctors wisely. There's a lot of doctors in this city. Some of them are really good, and some of them are just, you know, they've got MD, and that's about it. Yeah, you can't think of them as gods, and it's easy to think No, no, no. See, that's the thing. A lot of people put on pedestals, and I don't do that with anyone, whether it's a politician or a doctor. And and I just stopped doing it because my mother's 87. She always was, like, afraid of doctors. Her mother lived to 95, never saw a doctor, I think, since her last baby was born. And, uh... And my father wasn't like that, and he got an operation that killed him. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's, you know, I could think about this stuff. I got a tweet from Tim that says, total protection requires total loss of freedom. And he put protection in quotes. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, uh, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. More on the VAC stuff after the break. Uh, 
I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. And all the Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic red alert. Or breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour breaking news center. WSB. Depend on it. This is Monica Perez, and for Mark Aram, I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB on Saturdays from 3 to 6, so I always come from a different place than what you're used to. Not only is my political philosophy not defined by Fox and CNN, uh, I don't get my news from the national news either. I try to find stuff that's based on evidence. I'm open to questioning the official narrative And it took me a really long time to even open my mind to the idea that there was something wrong with vaccines because I heard there was a study that connected vaccines and autism and that that study was debunked uh, and the guy even repudiated it or whatever. And I just put it out of my mind. My kids are vaxxed to the hilt. (laughs) Absolutely vaxxed to the max, Uh, except for Gardasil. I wouldn't give my daughter Gardasil because it's just hasn't been around long enough, but I just got a tweet that it'll never be long enough to really know what it does to you. But I got, uh, and I always thought of people making the connection as, you know, how do they really know? But I met a gal whose daughter got uh, narcolepsy. She's the youngest person ever to have narcolepsy. The gal wrote a book, um, Waking Matilda, and she got it from an additive in a vaccine in the UK. It's not something that's in the vaccines here. And I don't think there was any dispute as to the cause of that. I just got a tweet from Monica on air saying MMR caused near-death ulcerative colitis for her daughter, 10 years of hell. And again, you could say, well, are you sure? Uh, it's a one-off thing. But Brett tweeted me that the uh, the vaccine uh, fund the government runs has already paid out over $3 billion in claims by uh, people who have been injured by vaccines. And I've heard that before. You can, I think he said he, he got that from the CDC. I'm not sure. It's hard to follow on the tweets, but you can look into that. I'm just saying, I think that there's more there than than you'll ever get from a prepackaged story in the mainstream media but and then you can see evidence that they try to suppress i don't know this movie vaxxed for example by reading the wall street journal it sounded like it was definitely not worth your time but there was a really glowing review on huffington post which they removed so you know i just i feel like it's worth really opening your mind and evaluating yourself i'm going to ron and covington hi ron you're on with monica hey how are you good how are you doing i come from a family that's uh not particularly wealthy <laughs> we could barely make ends meet you know, you'll probably uh, live longer <laughs> you know, five children you know is is where i came from a family of five kids and two adults you know, we we uh, had the motto, I guess. Uh, you know, if it you know, if something's wrong, rub some dirt on it. Kind of thing. <laughs> I actually uh, went ten years without going to the doctor, and uh, you know, I go long stretches where I'm never sick. My wife actually, you know, uh, calls me the guy from Unbreakable, that movie where he couldn't get hurt. <laughs> yes, 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 and he did live a long time. Uh, yeah, my but you know, it's funny that you know now that I've grown up and you know I'm I have a family of my own. You know, my wife wasn't raised in that kind of a situation. So every time she gets sick or the sniffles or anything, or even my kids, 
they're running off to the doctor. And even now, I don't take aspirins. I don't take medicine unless I absolutely have to. I'm starting to wonder if long-term daily drug use is not good for you. Like, I, I people take Prozac every day, which if you need it, I'm not against that. Uh, or just pop an aspirin at every whim. But I, I just, now that I don't trust the, the information... I feel like, because I always thought, well, they'd tell us if it was bad for you. You would know, like everybody would tell you. Now I'm starting to think, as I see people get sick, uh, it seems, it feels to me that cancer is on the rise, although they say it's not. I just read that life expectancy for white Americans is going backwards because of suicide and uh, drug overdoses, including prescription drugs. And, and if suicide is going up at the same time, the use of antidepressants goes up. I understand that they do help some people, but I also understand that they have suicidal ideation as a side effect. So I just, I feel like proceed with caution when uh, ingesting, whether through your veins or your mouth or whatever, these petrochemicals. Well, it seems to me that we're over-medicated. You know, I have three children in three different schools. I work in the grocery industry, so I have contact with, you know, a thousand people a day. And my wife works in the medical industry. And the fact that my kids can bring home an illness, and all three of them, it sweeps through the house like a plague. <laughs> and, you know, all three of them will get sick. My wife will get sick, but I never get sick. And I never take medicine. You know, I never take anything unless I absolutely have to. And, and it comes down to the fact that I finally ended up going to the doctor because, you know, I got an infection from a cut at work that I couldn't get. Yeah, rid of. antibiotics I am right. very grateful for. Well, I go there, and they end up telling me that I have a, a low testosterone problem. And so I get put on this low testosterone, the, the uh, testosterone shots. And they take me off of it, uh, you know, three months later because of the warnings that are coming out uh. about testosterone issues. Well, I stopped taking it, and all of a sudden I get, you know, tested, you know, a few months ago, and my testosterone is normal again. And so it wasn't that they took me off of it because I didn't need it. They took me off of it because it became dangerous. And, right. you know, and so now my testosterone is back to normal. I just really feel like we're over-medicated. You know, every yeah, and you simple. wouldn't know. Uh, that's the thing. You wouldn't know about all these little things like mammograms. They, they, they're doing studies that say you're not better off getting mammograms, but they still recommend it. I mean, I'm not giving people advice. Do your own research. But I've been to three doctors, and I asked them, do you do it? And all three of them said no, and they were women. And I, so you know, you get, you just have to wonder about imaging, about a lot of that, about chronic uh, yeah. intervention that that introduces unnatural stuff and hasn't been around for forty years to figure it out. Because I just look at my own family, and I look at my father who had like a heart problem and was on drugs for his whole life, and he developed colon cancer, and they gave him an operation and killed him. My mother. Probably has a thousand things wrong with her, but she never goes to the doctor. So she's fine. And her mother before her had no teeth, nothing. She lived till 95. I would go and visit her on her birthday and say, Grandma, see you next year. And she would say, God forbid. She was she was like, I've done my time. I want to meet Jesus. She wouldn't go to the doctor and she just would just lived as long longer than she even wanted to. So I, I'm not trying to like come down like, oh, uh, eat you know, go live on a commune and reject modern society. I'm not like that at all. I just, I did just occurred to me that we could actually stop down and evaluate how, uh, 
you know, our assumptions, our conditioning about medical treatments and, and plug our brains and we are not incapable of evaluating this stuff for ourselves. I'm going to Brad and Ackworth. Brad, you're on with Monica. Hey, how you doing? Good, how you doing? So, good. So I turn on the station and I'm hearing your voice and I'm listening to what you say and I want to scream through the phone saying, finally, someone's talking about this that has some common sense and it blows my mind the people that just accept the doctor's facts and, oh, this is okay, and all this other stuff. They yeah, it amazes me how few people talk about it. I noticed that, too. I was uh, like, this this is a really emotional topic. Let's talk about it. But yeah. it's a little intimidating because people are emotional about it. And people are scared to say stuff because... I, I don't I don't even know why. Well, All especially in this, this town, because a lot of people make their money off of this. And most of the people who do work at the CDC or whatever, like the gal who called who works on a flu vaccine, she's, you know, not happy that uh, we're having this conversation. But the, and she's trying to explain she is has integrity. She's doing her best. These studies are real. And I don't dispute that. I just think at a certain level, uh, it's possible that if it doesn't fit the uh, the agenda, it's not going to see the light of day. And they're not going to tell you why, because it'll make you skeptical. Right. The studies are there, but they're tainted. And you cannot tell me that in the past 10, 15 years, that autism is on the rise as much as it has been, and it has nothing to do with the vaccines or the foods that you're eating. You mentioned fluoride. If fluoride was good, why does it say, if swallowed by your children, call the uh, poison hotline? Yeah. You've got to be kidding Because me. small they, amounts of poison are fine, I guess? Oh, uh, do the <laughs> homework. Do you know how much stuff is actually lying? Dude, I have great teeth, though, Brad. I don't fluoride? think I want you <laughs> taking my fluoride. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm not. with fluoride. It's in your water and everything else. I know. And that's just half of it. I mean, give me a break. Yeah, I, I do. I, yes. When my kids were vaccinated, I told the doctor, you or the nurse, you are doing one vaccine at a time. You want it? That's fine. But you're not going to give them three or four vaccines and expect a little child to be able to handle that stuff properly in their system. Yeah, it's cuckoo, pretty amazing. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, if you think that I'm going to let you poison my kids with all this stuff, and then tell me it's perfectly fine and normal. But what the real thing is, Brad, I think the real message needs to be that I don't want anybody to do what I do. I want them, I mean, except for to the extent that I think for myself. I really, because if you stop down and just think about it, if you look at it, if you ask them what's in it, uh, I, I did. I said to my doctor, I, my kids have gotten every single vaccine. And I said, I'm not going to get my daughter the Gardasil. I'm just going to talk to her about it. She's not putting anybody else in danger. She's 11. And and he really, uh, basically, I think he actually used the word superstitious, that I was being superstitious. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I got this pressure and he was like, we're going to talk. I thought I was going to have to switch doctors because he was like, we're going to have to talk about this next year because, you know, there's only a certain point. She has to get it by a certain time. I was like, OK, yeah. no, she doesn't. My son has cystic fibrosis. He had a bad infection in his lungs. They wanted to give him this crazy antibiotic that kills all the good bacteria in his body. My wife looked at the information and she said, you're out of your mind. So we did colloidal silver. Completely natural. We 
killed the infection in a week and a half, and they tried to tell us, oh, it might have gone away by its own, because they didn't want to tell me, and they didn't yes. want to Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the silver. I've and heard said, great well, things it, about that. Oh, my goodness. And so I said, so it went away by itself, but you wanted to put this medicine in my son's body because it was so important to get rid of this infection, and now you're saying it's possible it went away by itself. You're yeah, I... I, I have never been one to even think about alternative medicine, but the more I think that we're just overdoing it with these uh, petrochemical-based pharmaceuticals, the more I'm open to these other ideas, or even just, you know, fresh air and sunshine and uh, enough sleep, and don't even do, you know, don't overdo it on the recreational stuff, you know, because I, I think that wears you down. I mean, I, I really feel like you feel bad, and the first thing I say to people, you feel bad, you know, don't drink at night, or if you feel bad, even don't have coffee in the morning. Like, eliminate the drugs you're doing before you try to replace it with other drugs. But uh, Randy, Bob, hang on, I'm going to take a break and uh, wrap it up after this. This is Monica Perez. Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. This is Monica Perez in for Mark Aram. And I just got, took a call from Brad about autism being on the rise because of vaccines. And I didn't accept that at all. I just figured it was being diagnosed differently. Uh, it used to be ADD. Now it's autism, whatever. But my son has Down syndrome. He goes to the public school and everybody in his class and his special needs class has autism. He thinks there are only two kinds of people, people with Down syndrome and people with autism. So I, I, I don't remember that when I was growing up. I mean, you know, again, it's just anecdotal, but I didn't even consider it was at all true. Like I had a mental block about it, but now I'm open to the suggestion of uh, Randy and Union Point. Uh, you have the last word. What you got? Uh, yeah, Monica, I'm a little surprised that you didn't bring up the Tuskegee experiment. Oh, I was thinking about that, but you know, there's so much to talk about, so I'm so glad that you're bringing it up, Randy. Go. Right. I mean, if, if, if I'm not going to have my children vaccinated for anything that the government is going to give them. Why? Why would I do that? Well, let me just say, you're talking about where they said that they were giving free health care. I think it was to poor blacks in the South, and yes, they gave man. them syphilis instead, right? Yeah, and then they went to track it. Just, yeah, that's so immoral. I also huh? recently, Randy, did you hear about this one? I think it was last year, one of the Carolinas paid out uh Black women in the 60s or 70s were sterilized without their knowledge, if I recall correctly. They were paid out. Did you hear about that? I don't think that got much press. It, it didn't, but I heard about it. You did, I, yeah. I know. So, And uh, the planes that fly over with them chemtrails and drop um, uh, barium. So that if we get attacked by a nuclear weapon, the barium will soak up. The See, now, when it comes to harp and chemtrails and all that stuff, that's another thing that I, I have never real like, I've looked at it a little bit, and it just, I don't get it. I just, I don't, I don't, maybe you can send me something. Why don't you go to my website and uh, email me about, you know, why you're convinced that that stuff is real, because I'm not, I'm not there yet. 
But it took me a long time to even open my mind to the possibility of the vaccines. You know what I'm saying? Well, the vaccines are obvious, but the chemical trails, the chemtrails, they come over and they drop barium and it soaks up radiation. But how do you know? Well, it, if you look up in the sky, you, you see one plane will fly over and the trail will last about two or three seconds. And then the next trail will go over and that trail lasts like eight minutes. And what I don't know. I've never. I've tried to look and see if fast as the other. It's got to be doing something in the atmosphere if it doesn't dissolve that fast. Well, I'll tell you. I would not put anything past what I call our pathocratic government. It's a pathocracy. It is not working in our interest. It's working against our interest. I actually think it is ensuring that we do not accidentally achieve peace and prosperity through our own devices because that would mean they would have no reason to exist because that's what we think we need them for because we're afraid of fiscal and physical insecurity. So I wouldn't put anything past them. I don't know about the chemtrails. I do know about the Tuskegee experiment. And I appreciate your call, Randy. This is Monica Perez in for Mark Aram. I'm on Saturday from 3 to 6 right here on WSB. I am your libertarian voice. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.